Welcome everyone to the Esports Entrepreneurship Podcast. I believe this is episode 12, maybe 14 or 15 at this point, which is insane. Uh, I feel like we should know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I could check, but I'm pretty sure it's it's either 13, 14 or 15. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, we're just three guys here working on our personal ventures and we just come in together in this mastermind to share ideas, to provide feedback, primarily in esports and content creation and social media and all that jazz. And you get to listen to our conversation as we go through it here. So I know Isaac wants to start us off. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I can start us off because mine is, uh, so let's see. Um, I have to, I have to come clean. I've been, uh, I've been taking that step back when one does a three steps forward, one step back or one step forward, one step back. The past uh, two weeks, I have definitely not not been doing a good job of what I was, you know, working on doing, which is time tracking. And uh, I've not made the video I needed to. I have some excuses, but frankly, they're not good enough. They don't they don't qualify as for legitimate. They they give some reason, but they're not. I definitely, if I had obviously managed my time, which is the entire point of the video, uh, I would have had time to do it. So, yeah, basically, in the past couple of weeks, um, I've had the, the the somewhat legitimate excuses are, one, I've had the promotion for my work, which is something, unlike normal work, you have to interview for. So I've been spending a lot of evenings prepping for it. Um, and that's going to be this Wednesday. So hopefully after that, that'll free up some time. And then also, uh, obviously been working for the company I've been working for. And that's just taken a lot of when I've kind of had the motivation and the effort and been feeling well, I put effort towards that. Um, And recently, just this last week, we had a a hacking scare and I was like the go-to person for that, um, for the leadership at that company, which is kind of good. I like the idea that I'm, you know, needed and wanted for multiple reasons at the company it hopefully will mean in the next couple in the next few months sometime in the next six months i'll be brought on full time which case it'll free up a lot more time but either way with those those have both taken time but you know i've definitely had time to spend hours in video games hours in youtube blah 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 um so you know i'll admit it there's some excuses but i should have been able to actually it's kind of weird because the entire goal of this specific video and what i was working towards with time management was to get rid of things like this happening and yet i let it go i let it happen and it sucked and then oftentimes when i did have the motivation to work on it it would happen that something was more pressing that i needed to do for one of the other things i just mentioned and then when I did have other time, I'd feel like, oh my gosh, I've, you know, put in so much work, I just want to chill. And I think there's nothing wrong with chilling occasionally, but when it's an entire evening or two in a row, it's like, no, I could have gotten stuff done. Right. So yeah, that's basically my update. Um, I had one other thing that I like just thought was interesting, just related to esports, I like to bring up, but I feel like we can address this first and then I can mention that. So what are you guys' thoughts? Scold me. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to scold you. I've fallen like that before. 
my entire month has been like that i'll be honest <laughs> yes i'm not alone <laughs> i've not that Hon we should celebrate it but yeah. <laughs> no, honestly november december i've been probably the most productive months of my life and january has just been a mess i'm in a similar boat with you and i'm kind of a different in opinion where i, I believe the solution is to cut everything else or, or everything out so you lose that um attractiveness of like the dopamine hits because uh, i don't know if you've ever watched the huberman lab podcast at all but he has a, a great episode highly recommend everyone to kind of listen to this uh, about dopamine and he actually goes through because there's a lot of what he was saying pop culture like misunderstanding of how uh you know your dopamine circuits actually work and how like you know what's the baseline of dopamine how does it actually get influenced by other um elements and essentially obviously adding things that release more dopamine your body is aware of those and it's comparing uh two alternatives as well as just making it harder to do anything else as you're releasing more dopamine but you're always comparing yourself or your your dopamine hits with other other things that you're doing so if you just remove the big items entirely then it becomes much i mean it's a lot easier said than done but um it in theory, it would make it a lot easier to just focus on the most important work because, because that is kind of like like dopamine's a motivator, right? So that's kind of my perspective is that you've got to you got to figure out a way to kind of force yourself. And this is something I'm actually I mean I'll talk about when I get to my side. Something I'm trying to or setting up that I set up this weekend with a with a friend of mine, and just forcing myself to just step back so I can start taking myself out of those like dopaminergic cycles of wasting time and just focus on work so that will exponentially accelerate you to just focus more and more um in your in your case obviously you're like you're using it as a relaxation tool and you're getting a, a ton of work done generally because you have a full-time job and then you also have an additional job and then you're also doing the video stuff so um, or trying to <laughs> yeah it's hard but that's why I, I would challenge you to try to find alternatives uh to like you you do snowboarding I mean, I don't know if this is like, it's not something you can always do, obviously, but that's one example of somewhere you're able to invest time, but it's not massive dopamine spike or even like obviously meditation or even having what I've noticed and what, what I really like. There's a plugin. It might, actually, it won't work in your case because I know you need to check the algorithm, but there's a plugin called Unhook and it basically removes all YouTube uh, recommendations and like any uh, you can basically remove all the comments even the uh, likes and you know subscribe subscriptions and even the views on videos so all you see is a video that you searched up actively and without falling into the algorithm's trap of getting you hooked on watching more and more yeah so what i will say to that is i, I agree right I, I agree overall i think I, I believe we've talked about this before i think you tend to angle more towards just like more complete and utter sacrifice and just completely going at the thing you have while i still want to maintain some balance the real question is what do i cut from that right and so i i would say right now the biggest thing which is hilarious because i'm very self-aware of it but i still fall for it and i'm trying to figure out what the best solution is i have a current idea for it is short form media it's TikTok. i probably spend a good between TikTok and YouTube shorts, probably a good hour to two a day, which is a lot wow. of time added up, right? And, you know, there's a little part of me that's got like 
that that runs in the background that's just like oh well it, actually you need this so you can like keep track it's like i need like point i need like one percent of this to actually keep up with the algorithm and figure out how so in fact the current state of it i already understand pretty well i don't need to have constant input right and i think my solution to that is um and there have been studies done um i don't have the study up but my dad mentioned it to me uh where uh people who spend a significant amount of time on specifically short form media tiktok youtube shorts etc um people who spend a significant amount of time there begin to dramatically drop off in terms of their attention in terms of their attention span in other places right so i think that is uh and it makes sense right because mm-hmm. you know you People used to think of this as YouTube, right? But something like TikTok, where it's, you know, you can switch to something new every two, three seconds, every 10 seconds, every one second, if you wanted. Um, You're getting such a small hit every single time. It's way more addictive and a way bigger offender than something like YouTube. And just like YouTube is a bigger offender than a show, than a movie, etc. Right? Things that are longer or book, you know, things that have retain a longer attention span. It's not like, um, you know, if I watched zero content and it was just books, right? And say, but it was like waste of time books. It was just like uh, fantasy or, or something that fun. I would just be doing a whole lot less of that because I'm not going to be sitting at work and be like, ah, I'm bored and I'm just going to pull open the book, right? That's, I mean, if I'm sure there's somebody in the world that does that, but <laughs> yeah, that's not very probably. common. It's a whole lot, it's a whole lot easier to do something mm-hmm. like that with short forms. Point being, that seems like, one of the direct bigger wastes of time. And it's not just wasting that many hours. I think it's affecting everything else. So my solution to that is deleting the app from my phone. Um, I can still, if I want to, I can still check it on a PC. It's a lot more painful. It's not nearly as easy. It's not right there wherever I am. And I think that is the biggest offender. And um, that that is that's my first point of attack towards this. Um, I think also if I'm able to remove short forms, which I don't really check most other short forms, it's mainly TikTok. Um, but if I'm able to remove that plus have by the middle of this week, not have the fact that I have to like prep entire like presentations and stuff for an interview for my current job promotion, which makes me really just not want to do that. It's like, why not? Why don't I just spend my time interviewing for some other company? Um, but thankfully, I already have something in the works, but it does not make me happy. I feel like I should be told, hey, we feel like you've had a good, good point. We've, you know, I'm your manager. Here you go. You're promoted. And it should be that instead of weeks of prep. But I digress. If um, with that gone as a distraction, right? Something I'm spending a good hour or two in the evenings a day on for the past week. Um, with that gone and with short forms gone, I think I can get back on track. Um, at least that, at least that's a good starting point. That's my current thought, at least. What do you guys think? Huh. Uh, I think that could work. Say, so I've been having the same issue where I'm wanting to, like, make sure I'm, like, uploading things consistently. And you spend so much more time on the app instead of actually, like finding something to comment on and you just end up like scrolling and scrolling and mm-hmm. it, it's 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 bad but i mean it's that's literally by design yep it's it's right. how it's made it, it, i hate the fact that it's something i fall for even though i know exactly 
how it works. Like it, it really, it really bothers me, but I, I think my plan of attack is just removing the consumptive side of it. Uh, me as much as possible. Do you think that's enough of a uh, friction between the doing it and the reward from doing it? Like, do you think that you will like by deleting it, you won't have any uh, desire and end up end up downloading it and then go on it anyways? I've done this before once. So I originally got TikTok and I was uploading a bunch of stuff and started watching it a lot and then just kept watching it a lot. And I was, and I, this was probably like a year plus ago. Um, I was like, okay, this has gotten like to a point where I'm spending a lot of time on this. Like, cause you can check your hours on your phone or iPhone or your Android and be like, wow, that is way too much average time on this app per day. Um, and so I deleted it and there'd be times where like the, the very first day afterwards, I'd like go to the spot on my phone habitually and be like, oh, it's not there. And then just not. And after that, for me, it was completely, it was easy to cut it after I did that. And then I was like, oh, I should start uploading TikToks again a little while back and, you know, check in for, you know, this social media growth and stuff. And boom, hooked again, right? After, you know, I, it took like two weeks to go from checking at five minutes a day to 15 minutes a day to an hour a day um, to an hour plus. Um, so being able to knowing that I've done that before and it wasn't like I redownloaded it the next day. It was more just like, you know, six months or a year later, I was like, oh, hey, I should have this to upload stuff. And genuinely thinking that not being like I want to consume, but you just happen to go on the app to upload, you see a couple of things, you scroll, oh my gosh, it's been 15 minutes. Like it's built to be as addictive as possible. So I think that will work. It's worked in the past. Um, so, but we'll see, we'll see. Okay, yeah, I, I agree, we'll see. I think if you're confident in it, then crush it, get it done. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, the one thing, the one little thing I just wanna reamp, maybe is like, an ops just a general observation but it's i think it's interesting regarding uh esports space it's something something i already roughly knew but uh jack uh courage if you guys know who courage is he's a streamer for 100 thieves um he mentioned that uh the battle royales have a combined 200,000 viewers valorant csgo have a combined 200,000 viewers on twitch by the way for both of these if you take Halo Infinite, Vanguard, and Battlefield, they have 15,000 combined viewers, roughly on average. Um, I just think that's very interesting and telling that basically the viewership for shooters in general has gone almost entirely to competitive tactical shooters and battle royales. They're just something we already mostly knew, but those numbers are staggering considering how big of a franchise call of duty is and how big of a franchise halo is like those are two incredibly famous like you ask a 40 year old dad you know if did you know what halo is yes do you know what apex legends is probably not right um so i don't know that's just something i wonder if we're going to continue in that trend to the point where these kind of normal multiplayer shooters kind of just fade out and disappear. Halo Infinite's player base has dropped. They've lost 90% of their player base on wow. Steam over the past, since release. Darn. Um, and, and so, 
you know, uh, Battlefield 2042 is a complete and utter flop. I mean, that's not just from the genre. The game itself is terrible. Vanguard, Call of Duties have gone, Call of Duties have lost popularity overall over the last, I think, six or seven years. But there's only been one, I think, in the past five that was received well, which is Modern Warfare 2019. I really wonder uh, if publishers like Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, um, if that will fix anything, or if this is just generationally like we're going to see the fading out of you know playing and viewership of traditional ish shooters as opposed to battle royales because a lot of people are like i'm tired of battle royales but the viewership and the player base clearly says otherwise yeah i mean this might kind of go the same way as like rts's where the rts like competitive genre is almost dead Mm -hmm. right once like league of legends type games came over that seems to have just taken out all of it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. MOBAs replaced RTSs, Battle Royales. Tag shooters have stayed around, though. Like, CSGO and Valorant are gigantic still. So, and League of Legends is starting to slowly lose viewership. Um, they see, they're seeing bigger overall spikes, but the average viewership in North America and in anywhere outside of Korea, China, and Europe is going down europe's going up and korea china is going up but north america is starting to lose viewership so i don't know there's just i, I know this is the, the esports entrepreneurship podcast and i'm always almost always talking about entrepreneurship but it's something i just want to bring up regarding the esports side of things i thought was interesting i really wonder where that trend goes yeah that's interesting something i've been thinking about though in terms of esports is that honestly in the business model that i'm kind of working on I'm, I've been thinking about this and I'm probably going to try to stay away from a lot of esport related news because I feel like it doesn't really directly impact the stuff that I'm working on in terms of uh, employment and, um, you know, skill building, etc. And yeah, that's, that's something that just came to mind where I've, I mean, I used to be someone that spent a lot of time watching stuff for the fun of it. And now I'm kind of feeling and making making the um, ex, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, excuse that it's for work. But now I've been thinking about it and it's like I'm maybe probably not going to follow too much. And I've always been less knowledgeable than both you guys anyways in that regard. But it's like, yeah, I don't see a return on investment there. I don't know. Maybe if you guys kind of disagree in that sense. I don't. I don't disagree. Uh, it's something I enjoy. I don't keep up with the overall esports scene as much as I did a year ago. Um, so for me as well, I just like, I've, I have less time now. I'm focusing on a bunch, a bunch of things at once and I just have less time, but I still like keep an eye on it just because I find it enjoyable. Um, I, I enjoy esports as a whole, but for what you're doing, it makes sense, right? Obviously, if what you were doing was creating an esports coaching company to get people better in every single esport, yeah, yeah, it would be very good for you to keep an eye on what is popular what is growing what is shrinking um but you're not right you're working on the side of things where you're trying to get people jobs in esports and overall those jobs and roles uh and employment in esports and in orgs um i don't think it's going to change super significantly i think it's going to grow in terms of the total number but i don't think it's going to change in terms of depending on what games are popular right <sighs> sorry yeah I'm tired 
But that's it for me. That's it for my section. I thought mine would be a lot shorter. It ended up being a little bit longer. All good. I think it's okay. Here, I'll go next. Uh, okay, so yeah, this <laughs> month has been kind of rough. Uh, obviously, you guys know the first week wasn't the most productive in the sense that I was working on stuff, but I wasn't working on tangible stuff, more so theory stuff, um, which was... No, I'm, I'm still not happy about that week. And then the following week, I believe I got COVID. Basically, that week was a wasted week. The following week after that, I had um, classes because I started the mini MBA program. That was like full days for a few days. Um, and then the other days, I did do some work, which was decent. But then after that week, it's been like it's been compounding since COVID. Just, um, But even before then, just not maximizing the amount of work that I was getting done. I'm still getting work done, uh, which is which is good and obviously important and kind of something I have to do to keep the ball rolling, but really not um, anywhere to the degree that I was before. So that has been like terrible. And a lot of it has just been wasting time on YouTube. So I'm like a step down, not from TikTok, but I'm like way worse. And this is why this is why I'm very like strict about this stuff is that I'm not able to not be strict. It's like once you kind of give me a little edge in terms of doing something that's like dopaminergic, it just exponentially compounds and I become like a, a super terrible addict. That was basically... When you're given an inch, you take a mile? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, I, it's wrong context, but yeah, I know that that analogy works in this this situation. That's, that's why I had to quit League. It's like every time I would play League, it'd be like, okay, two months, disappeared. Just so into it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I, I have a paid daily accountabilities uh, meeting that I've just been missing for the most part initially because it was in, um, first because of COVID and then the mini MBA was kind of hit conflicting. And now it's because my sleep schedule is all over the place. I'm waking up so, so late, uh, which is insane, but but yeah, so what I'm, what I ended up doing is that I have a, a friend who is actually also on focus blocks and the way we're kind of setting it up is that we're setting up like a, a direct accountability where we're like, so today kind of setting up, okay, what hours exactly do I plan to work and just making sure we're working at those very hours and being very strict about that as well, as well as, um, putting back on unhooked and just, um, like basically I have three blockers that prevent me from going on YouTube. So it's like, it's a you have to unhook this and then you have to turn off this and then you have to go through this. Uh, so hopefully that will kind of uh, resolve that issue and also just getting back into routine because that's been a big thing too. It's uh, I've really stopped working out ever since I got COVID. Um, I was working out like pretty much daily before that. And it, I mean, it's not nothing serious, but it was just actually going into that routine was important and also just eating terribly. And yeah, it's been been a mess outside of that though a lot of great developments on the less building more organic opportunity relationship based side for one thing we'll probably actually have some paid contractors um paid by the government actually through a government funded program we might have up to four if not maybe even up to like eight which would be crazy it would, it's basically an 80 hour venture it's through a um a non-profit company called ripon and they're basically they basically take money from the government and the, and they pay students 
to work for companies and there's like really no restriction in terms of what the company is. I'm a legal registered company, so that works uh, in their boat. And all you have to do is submit up to four projects that has to be done before March and you can have an unlimited number of students per project. Uh, then obviously the only caveat is, is that we need the students to apply to our projects, but they have a, a massive surplus of students on the platform, so it shouldn't be an issue. And uh, me and Blake are just figuring out what those projects will be. And I'm probably going to submit those forms tomorrow. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty exciting as well as the event actually went pretty well that we had this weekend. So that was pretty good. Uh, I know Katie was really happy with how it went and which was the most important part. Turnout wasn't amazing, but Blake was actually on vacation and Blake is managing all social media and marketing moving forward. And he, he was on vacation for the past week. So it kind of explains why and yeah i think i think that's a good summary so like a lot of the organic stuff and just the networking and relationship stuff has been pretty good but like the actual tangible work has been terrible and i haven't even touched the book in like who knows how long i haven't even opened it up and it's not even that much that's left that's the worst part it's like this one chapter uh and it's a summoner chapter leon has already seen it it's basically twenty thousand words already written it just needs to be edited and then there's one more chapter that I want to go through a final time and that's it. But yeah, so I think, I think next week is going to be a lot, a lot better um, moving forward. Also been working on a lot of documentation with Blake and setting up monday.com for an internal PM tool and to centralize all our documents. So that's been a lot of work as well. But it's like easy work. That's why I'm doing it. Basically <laughs> excuse not to get the important stuff done. Yeah, that's a pretty, at least for me, that's a pretty common thing. That's the thing where I commonly will, I will do all the things, the chores that I've put off in the house to not do the thing that I actually need to get done. Yeah. Because the excuse obviously is, oh, well, this needs to be done too, you know? So I'll often end up at like 1030 in an evening being like about to go to bed with like a completely clean house, all the laundry done, all the dishes, everything's done. And I'm like, I didn't get the thing done, but uh, everything is, is spick and span around me. You know, it's yeah. just interesting how that works. I've heard a lot of people and, and you just talked about how you like it just often can do the easiest thing in, in avoidance of the other things. So looks like we both have to get back on the horse, so to speak, <laughs> yep. and uh, get rolling again. But, you know, I, yeah, I just think it's. It's uh, it's what you got to do, and at least what we're doing is, um, you know, I, I guess when you compare versus each other and versus things that people are getting done, it's one thing. But sometimes it is nice to step back and realize that at least we are working on things. Like there are a lot of people out there who don't and never will, and so at least you know we have a group to be accountable to and we're honest and we actually overall you know if we measured an entire year have gotten an awful lot done i mean especially you user like you've written basically an entire book yeah, that's pretty crazy that's something i would love to do someday so you know not to always be just like uber positivity but it is you know it is it can be very easy to be like you know i was definitely beating myself up this last week um but at the same time like you know what most people aren't you know working for two companies at once 
mm-hmm. and you know trying to also produce you know videos and keep track of a bunch of different things and like own and take care of a house like not to toot my own horn but at least you know at least you're getting on that now you i want to push myself even further right and i want to compare myself to my past self but at least i can have the solace of that so yeah something i've been if i can give a little bit of that to you (laughs) no i I appreciate that in fact i i i mean i was just thinking about this a second ago that you're this like you're doing a lot more than i have like my my like bad week is like working less than 40 hours sort of thing you're working like 60 hours and you're like oh i didn't work 80 (laughs) so i I, it's kind of disappointed 50 50 and i didn't work 60 or 70 i I won't say 80 i don't think i need to work 80 to get all three of these things done it's about 10 to 10 to 15 hours work yeah between the other things but yeah but then again you you're entirely internally motivated for this like you're the owner for this i kind of i've put myself in two of these situations where i kind of have to right like i can't if i don't do the thing that earns me my current paycheck well yeah i'm not getting the current paycheck you know then again i could probably with the state of tech companies i could probably do nothing for two months and i would still be there but theoretically if i do nothing i would get fired right and then the company I really want to work for and with some cool people and cool projects. Well, I also, if I don't work for them, I would just get let go. Nothing would happen. That's the thing I'm really striving for. So the, to me, the thing I let go was the, was the thing that was internally all me owned by me. Right. So it's a whole lot easier to give those things up for other excuses in your life than the things that you kind of have to do for others. So I might have worked more or whatever, but you know, that it's kind of easier when you have other people prodding you that you kind of got to do stuff. Right. So there's my anti excuse for you. I don't know. I don't know what that was, but <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I, I'd love to talk about environment. I think that's so critical. Maybe for another episode, just for the sake of time, Leon, I'll let you take it away. Okay. Um, so let's see right now I've got, uh, two consulting jobs going. Um, I kind of realized today, both of them, I haven't, I I haven't heard back for like a third call or something in a bit. So I'm going to send him a DM after this just to make sure it doesn't fall too far from the side. Um, I thought I'd have good news and have a third one today. Uh, but I'm going to decline this opportunity. Um, why is that? Uh, so there was, it's a university, not terribly far, but I'd have to travel a bit for, um, trying to like set up for an event and figure stuff out. So they wanted some like help figuring that out. And then they're like, well, could you also come here and help like set up computers and stuff? And like, that's not really what I want to do, but I, I could. Um, but now it's, they're looking money's just not going to work out because they, they want to pay me about minimum wage-ish. So i yeah i kind of disagree you really i I think if getting in with the university and putting that into your profile first off congrats on landing that opportunity i think that's that's great that you're actually starting to find a lot of these and starting to close them i would personally be a lot more willing to take a lower paycheck uh to get this system rolling get those testimonials and portfolio because that's going to be a big one right even if it's not to the degree that's the most favorable 
I would still take it at least for starting out. And as you progress, and obviously you'll start to be like, okay, I've already done a number of stuff. This is exactly what my um, target audience is. This is exactly what I'm servicing. And we're not, and this is our pricing and we're not going to budge with that. But until that point, I, I would be willing to be a lot more lenient, especially because they, they know for, like my first project, I got paid minimum wage. I decided that pay, pay grade and it was, I definitely way underpaid myself, but at the same time, it was like my first project and they, the, the other party knew that and that's what made them want to take me on. So that, that would kind of be my perspective. I know the minimum wage in the U.S. is like way, way lower. It's like half of the Canadian minimum wage, but... Uh, Different state by state. I have no clue what Indiana's is, but... Cause oh, like some min- oh. Way higher than others. Yeah, so Indiana's minimum wage is the federal minimum wage. Which is? Which is seven twenty-five an hour. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, our minimum wage is like $15. Uh, yeah, so that would be... It would be about nine Canadian dollars. So, A little more. So... I'm going to take the opposite side of you, Zer, um, because I totally get where user is coming from, which is go in with like, hey, get my foot in the door here. And like, hey, it's important at the very beginning that, you know, if you're a lawyer and you can't find if you have a law degree and you can't find a law job, uh, the longer you wait, the more likely you're not to ever get hired as a lawyer. You got to get your foot in the door somewhere, no matter what it pays, if you're doing it for free, right? Just so that you can get in that space, right? And I, I totally get that idea. But the thing is, you've had other clients who I assume pay more, hence the money not working out specifically for this. And the problem is, is that, well, twofold. One is you, if you price yourself higher, and then you price yourself lower and you go down, you set a precedent that your prices can be changed and that you will go, you will take under, right? And in a lot of my experiences, my friends' experiences with working with universities and colleges is that they do not want to spend money, uh, a lot of them. There are some colleges who have a lot of money, but most colleges and universities don't. And the money they do spend, they don't want to spend on stuff like this. So if they pay you minimum wage now, they are probably going to ask you back. They're like, oh, you did a great job. And then you're going to end up in this situation where you either refuse them and turn them down at later times, um, in which case, most likely, they will try to try to find someone else instead of meeting your price match. Um, or you'll end up going back just being like, well, they liked me, so I'll go back and do this, and then I'll go back and do it again. And all of a sudden, you're consistently working for them for an, for a low price. And so that's the reason I think like I think price negotiation is fine, and some people might be slightly higher, some lower, but going down to minimum wage and working for a place that is not likely to just – they're not likely – see, I can think – I can see a business doing something like this, and then you do a good job, and they're like, oh – He's worth it. And so we'll pay him more. I've totally seen universities with the way universities pay professors, with the way universities pay a lot of people. It is, we're going to give you as little as possible to do the thing. And we don't really care how quality the thing is done. That has been my experience, not just from the university I went to, but from universities in the local area, including nicer ones, uh, universities of friends who've gone all over the country, is that professors are not paid nearly as well as they should not that you're a professor but employees aren't paid nearly as well as they should and they tend to not do the same thing businesses do which is invest towards something right a business 
like for instance what i'm doing right now i'm getting paid way less than what i theoretically would for like per my hourly amount um not way less i'm pay- being paid less but there the whole idea was hey you claim all this and it all checks out but we want to see if you can actually create us results in three months or six months or whatever i'm like that's fair it's already something i'm interested in you're not asking too many hours and i'm getting paid for it but i want significantly they're willing to pay significantly more per the hours i work for if i actually you know earn full time that makes sense but i just don't see many universities working that way because they're nonprofits, so they're going to spend you know money in different directions they have a lot of internal groups competing for it you know universities kind of act like miniature governments where they're they've got a certain amount of money and they're all fighting for it right and so they're very much less likely to be like hey this guy really worked out for x so i just think one you don't want to change those standards you don't want those to shift lower and definitely not consistently Um, especially if you're already able to find some clients your time might be better spent just finding a client who will actually pay you well and two I don't think a university is going to try out and then pay you more. Could be wrong, but that's just from what I've seen. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. Or, were you saying something you was there? I was just going to add, yeah, that's a fair perspective. And the reason why I kind of came from the perspective of I would take it is that this is something I've noticed a lot, especially on the more people trying to break into esports and the or even trying to get any job perspective is that like, like there's this huge mentality around, I'm not going to take an internship unless it's a paid internship. And I really very much disagree with that mentality, especially someone who's done two internships. Uh, one, at obviously a tournament organizer, another one at an esport team. And it's always been super beneficial. And the I, I think the best way to look at this situation is to reframe it and just make a decision based on what the greatest return on your investment will be in the next five years or the next 10 years. Um, and like, is this portfolio item and is this opportunity going to bring in new opportunities and relationships, uh, credibility that will bring you more business in the future or make you more money in the future? Obviously taking into account in the time versus the, the ROTI, basically the return on time invested. And if that makes the most sense for the long term, I think that, uh, cause I would agree with Fierce and what he said. And then the question just becomes, is it worth the losses as fears kind of outlined the the time invested or is it not and yeah fears also made a lot of good points you're already getting clients so maybe maybe not but uh, again university is a credible organization um that you can put in your portfolio as well so that's worth thinking about and i'll agree i'll, I'll second that 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 does make sense that like it if you're able to do this and do it on good terms once and they're like hey come back forever and do it weekly or whatever for you know, tiny amount of money, maybe say no, but being able to get a one good time and having the notoriety of X university on your portfolio might be worth it. So you just have to balance that investment, but I definitely not, you know, definitely don't fall into, cause I, I know friends who are very much, um, like very like people pleaser ish and they'll end up in a position where they're getting paid way too little but a place really likes them and they really want them to come back and doing the thing and so they spend 20 hours of their 40 hours working at this one place or this one company that pays them pennies on the dollar where they're getting other places but oh i've just always done it for them and it's like well now you're just losing to the emotion the other place is winning getting you know what you're worth but if one time can add that much worth to your portfolio Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but that's up to you. So I, 
I think you, Zara, and I have come to an agreement. Yeah. Point. We'll shake hands now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think under different circumstances, I could find myself in positions for like less pay, especially because I'm still like not sure if what I'm like asking for is like very reasonable. I the the, the best way to say that is it's reasonable if people are accepting it, right? Um. But this also, like, would not be an online opportunity. They want me to come in and do some work. Um, and there's, like, travel involved. It's not like one of the, like, five universities in my hometown. Um, can you so get on top to... of having to travel a few hours and stuff. Can you get them to cover for travel expenses? Uh, they said they might be able to find like a, a, yeah they might be able to find a place for me to like sleep so i don't have to drive as much but yeah i i i there's i would love to get something for like a university because i i do think there's good opportunity there but i just don't think this is this is going to be the one have you reached out to the universities that are really close to you um no I don't know what, well, okay, one of them I know what's going on, because I used to work there. I, like, started some of the, like, I don't know if they're still running, actually, but I started, like, two gaming orgs. I was, well, I was the academic advisor. I shouldn't say I started them, because that's kind of inappropriate, but uh, some of the other unis, I don't know what they're doing. But I might be able to look online and see what they're getting involved with. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, and I... I still haven't reached. Okay, so I mentioned this to you before. There, I have a, a relationship with a city organization that I think would be yeah. perfect for esports. The only issue is they're connected to the mini NBA program that I'm doing, and oh, because yeah. of that, they're kind of like a corporate sponsor, um, and it it makes the relationship a little hard because I don't want to reach out because I'm part of a group. We're trying trying to resolve an issue within the city, and if I reach out, I don't want to it's a little complicated so i need to talk to the group first and make sure everything is good but um maybe i won't even talk to them but yeah that's that's been like the big big issue there is that it's a bit of, it's not like a direct relationship but it's that indirect sort of through the program relationship that i have but hopefully if that kind of opportunity comes as well um that might be an opportunity to run a online tournament or something to some degree that can kind of work out in their favor my, my only concern would be because you're not local here um that you wouldn't be able to do like an in-person tournament or whatever but we'll, we can probably yeah. discuss that later but the, the point of me bringing that up is that might also be an opportunity to have a a government project yeah that, that would be that'd be really good yeah i've been screwed over by government before so i'm never gonna <laughs> hold that down <laughs> or, or live that down. Um, uh oh. But yeah. we're, we're about to have one of uh, Leon's political podcasts right now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I got. <laughs> I I've started semi-automating those onto like YouTube and TikTok. Uh, turns out TikTok does not like all my videos because uh, some have been taken down. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. I've had I've had two videos taken down. One of which I didn't realize this at the time. I I bragged about this before. I made a video criticizing how bad Diablo 2 was when the remaster came out. That got flagged enough that it's Yeah. They shattered it. Wow. Um I've I've got another you know, you and can then re-upload and oftentimes it'll stay. 
I I probably could re-upload it, but I don't know how well that would do given like that was very timely for Diablo 2. Yeah. That's true. Um and then yeah, I had one of the the like little clips I made from the there it's not supposed to be a political podcast, but it always turns out because that's <laughs> most people that end up going on. Um I think we were talking about like the green M. M&M. Yeah, TikTok didn't like that conversation, so did that one get banned too? I think that's the that's the one. That one that one got muted. I can't even listen to it from my profile anymore. Oh, TikTok doesn't like the sexy Eminem. No, it is. They... So what what was the thing that happened so to the Eminem? Did they unsexualize it or these or increase um, sexual? Okay, they they lowered it. So she. I, I'm also arguing they whitewashed the Eminem because they not only got rid of instead of heels, she's wearing like tennis shoes, yeah. but she also used to have like I don't know if they were supposed to be stockings because it's an Eminem, <laughs> but now her like legs are like extremely pale, so I'm claiming they whitewashed the green Eminem too. I just think it's so funny, man. It's it's like <laughs> it's a marketing thing to get people to talk about Eminems, and it works so well. It works yep. so well. They could have done anything at all to it, and it would have like, oh my gosh! But I just think it's so funny that's like a for some people, like on either side of the the political fence, it's like a big deal. And I'm just like, bro, it's an M&M. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. It's like it's not a big deal. Like I I saw some of the comments like this. This is what this group wants from you. I'm like, no, like no <laughs> nobody asked for this. They just did it as a marketing ploy, and it's working. Yeah, it's the first time Eminem's has been mentioned consistently in like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, they're ecstatic. That guy's getting a promotion. <laughs> I I mean I assume the the purpose was for inclusion. Like this was an unintended side. Co- unintended consequence so this is something i've been wondering nowadays because i've i've seen a lot of there's obviously been tons and tons of marketing things that are like inclusivity based but i've been wondering for a while now well i'm actually fairly convinced that it is not the company actually wanting to be inclusive it is the company saying hey we're inclusive slash people talk about us right because for instance like all these companies putting i don't remember what month it is put like having a rainbow logo right but in their russia accounts in their ukraine their polish accounts they're in many different parts of the world their account does not change during Mm -hmm. those months right so it's clearly not it's in one out of i'm sure a hundred cases it's actually a well-meaning smaller company right but for most of their cases, I think it is just virtue signaling and saying, hey, we're we're good, too, with everybody else. Right. But if they don't change their logo everywhere, what does that tell you? We're pandering yeah. to yeah. whoever. Right. It tells you we're pandering. And frankly, I think nowadays more and more they realize if we really go far in any direction, like we don't change. Oh, my gosh, they don't change or they do something like that where they change something weird it's going to get people talking about us and it's the classic um you know what is it any press is good press or whatever like if the name eminem is mentioned five million times more 
that's going to put the idea in a couple hundred thousand people's heads that they like M&Ms and maybe a couple thousand or 10,000 people more buy M&Ms, right? And in the end, it like doesn't really matter. That's mo that's what I think. I think a lot more and more of these, they just realize can get people talking and saying their name. Mm -hmm. And I think that works. Um, so that's that's where I think, what I think is the main purpose of it. I'm curious what you, what you two think. I, I think in some ways, yes. I think in some ways there's pretty good evidence that these uh, companies are just doing these things to try to make money. It's not about, like, inclusivity. They're just making money. Like, the the, the one I'm coming back to is, I, I think it was this year for Twitch. It might have been, like, last year. Um, during Pride Month, they started selling merchandise, which was just their old merch, but with rainbows instead of purple. There really wasn't, like, a big change. Um, but it was something, like, out of um, a $20 or $25 shirt, they would donate $5 to a charity. Uh, which is, which sounds pretty good. Until you, like, read about it and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we're only going to donate up to, like, $25,000 from these shirts. And then we're going to keep everything else after that. Like, n legitimately no reason they couldn't have just taken $5 from all purchases uncapped and yeah. donated them, which would have actually been really cool of them. But no, they were they were just trying to grab money from it. I mean, that's it inherently what companies are going to do, right? I just wish more people were aware of that. No, they don't care about X issue. The company really, really genuinely doesn't. In most cases they don't care about almost any issue they care about what they care about not being canceled and put in a negative light and they care about getting more money more customers so they'll do whatever they can do in the social bubble to do that i kind of disagree uh it's partly like i mostly agree that companies need to make money um but i i think it's i think it's fair to the companies that we associate like not companies as an entity but as just a, an organization of people with shareholders and obviously it's just a vehicle to, to generate money and there's people within the scenes i would say a lot of these initiatives or not a lot of them but a good amount of the initiatives are very much people internally that have good meaning and they want to support and it's just because they have to always come back to money because that is what the point of the company is it's you know that's how they're going to scale that's how they're going to grow and that's what they're beholden to their shareholders who allow them to be who they are and keep the directors and like that is important but i do str I, I strongly believe that there are a lot of people internally that deserve some of the credit that you know they are trying to make that impact so i, I that's why i always kindly just dis slightly disagree but i do i mean i might be wrong about this i don't i don't think this necessarily even matters too much to be honest like who like it is what it is whatever impact they're making is what really matters um, I, I don't think the gen genuineness matters too, too much, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could agree. Like there are individual people in the company that are trying to do these like really cool things. It's just maybe it's not the people. It's the company that like, like I, I if it feels really weird to me that somebody who actually like wanted to use this as a means for like charity would be like, well, we only want to give so much to a charity. We don't want to give too much to them. Yeah, I think that's the the problem, right? Is that sure there might be well-meaning people. There probably is in every company who try to spearhead something, but that is usually taken in a direction that the end result ends up with 
a $25,000 cap, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, if we, once we sell 5,000 of these shirts, yeah, it's 100% to Twitch and you know, uncle Sam, that's it. Ain't, ain't nothing going to anybody else. Right. Like, so in that example, it's, you know, they get to say in some big tagline, by the way, you know, 20% of every purchase goes towards, you know, this charity and then, then the tiny text. Right. So someone well-meaning might've like spearheaded it and there's a team formed around it, et cetera. Um, but at the end of the day, the actual result, the actual like tangible result was it existed, but it was insignificant in comparison probably to what that person wanted. I can almost guarantee you if there was, if it wasn't just a marketing person trying to come up with something to make it popular, if that was someone inside who really wanted to do something meaningful, they didn't want that cap. And therefore the end result, no matter if it was an internal person was not. And you can look at just about any company and see similar stuff to this, right? So I think the end result kind of matters than where the idea came from, because that's what actually exists, right? As opposed to kind of the the fantasy that the original person had. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I'd much rather see these companies capping a charity, uh, you know, dollar that they're providing versus not providing anything at all. So, I mean, that's, but I mean, that's not a, it's a lesser of two evils, really. So I I get, I get your point uh, for sure. All right, let's talk about geopolitical politics. All right, let's <laughs> let's go uh, China oh, versus yeah. U.S. <laughs> Three hours later, I love this stuff. Yeah, I, I, Guys, I, if, if Taiwan falls, dude, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. I'm always, I, I I feel like I have, but I might not have. I I have this mentality that I'm trying to live by. It's always been so hard to. It's it's called being indifferent to what makes no difference. And it kind of relates to this conversation here. I feel like I mentioned it. Have I before? Uh, I think maybe. I don't maybe. I, I don't like, wanna... if you elaborate just a sec. Yeah. So like ignoring the things uh, in conversations, even having opinions, like just not having opinions on things that don't have a return on investment. Um, and like this kind of came I, I came up with this idea when I was trying to figure out what's the best minimum wage is should there be minimum wage yes or no and i've always looked at it i always jump back and forth between the concepts and the ideas and i came to the conclusion that if i come to the best possible answer it is pointless because a i'm not going to ever come to the best possible answer but if i really took you know human psychology economics um, math um you know if i take all the highest disciplines made a perfect answer to the question it still wouldn't matter. Even if I present it to people, people that agree with it would just say yes. People that disagree with it would just say no, there's a flaw in how you're doing it. Like, And even if I did have that perfect answer, it would make no difference in my life and anyone else's life. So I just try, and I'm trying to live by this, by having no opinion or being indifferent to things that don't make a difference. Um, that's the mentality I'm very interested in kind of thinking about it. And that's something that came to mind as we kind of had this discussion. Like, regardless of what they do, I don't think it matters too much if we kind of know that answer. I mean, obviously, to the degree that you're supporting an initiative that's limited, but that's on a case-by-case basis. doesn't matter on a generic standpoint. Uh, I see where you're coming from, but as usual, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Go for um, it. Because I think there are benefits outside of having that 
there are benefits outside of it, right? Because you can take this to the extreme and just be like, well, I'm not going to pay attention to anything because anything that doesn't directly affect exactly what I'm working on. And I could become the best social media marketer ever existed, but on any given topic, I could literally not hold a conversation with anyone because I have not educated myself and I have no opinions to uh, have a discussion about, right? So if you take this to the nth degree, it's not good for being a well-rounded person in terms of being able to have discussions with a large variety of people. And a lot of people would say, well, I don't want to. I already have friends and the connections I already want, right? I'd argue, okay, that's fine. If you don't want to make new connections, if you don't want to converse with people, the amount of times I have gotten every single job and good opportunity I've gotten has been from my ability to converse with that person on a variety of topics, including ones I was not an expert or even interested in. However, I happen to have discussions with friends and formed opinions based on those discussions. And those informed opinions helped me have further discussions with other people, right? So being able to talk on a breadth of things is incredibly useful if you want to network, right? You might be able to pick up on a conversation with someone, you know, you get, uh, you get to have an elevator pitch with some executive and you're able to pick up on one thing and make a positive connection with him. And he wants to talk to you walking out of the elevator down the hall. And from there, you're able to pitch him your little thing. And he already had you in a positive light. Boom. You, you just got something that's one specific example but this goes for making friends making relationships so i think there's importance because i had a not exactly the same but a similar discussion um i I had a friend who recently told me he's like well i'm not interested in learning x i'm not interested in learning y there's there's no point he said there's no point i'm like that's it's fine if you're not interested and don't want to but there's not no point in learning things i think being able to talk with a large variety of people on a large variety of topics um, and I think in order to be educated on things in general, you have to have some things that are opinion based, right? Um, you know, you can go off and just name statistics, the entire conversation, but that's not nearly as nuanced as conversations go. So I think there is some truth to what you're saying, right? It is, you know, you could say, well, I can't change who the president is. So there's no point in saying, you know, arguing positively or negatively about that person, right? Like, I'm just wasting my time. And I would, I would agree to, to a certain extent about stuff like that, right? If you're taking it to the nth degree and all you do in talking your friend group is about the most recent football game or the most recent, whatever in current events, you know, uh, a lot of those things will fade. They won't matter, but for things that do matter, which I think having a certain grasp on politics can matter, having a certain grasp on history, on science, on mathematics, I think those things can really matter in terms of, just being well balanced and being able to have some variety of knowledge in a situation. That's my thought on that, right? On that's generally my thought on the hey, I'm just going to cut out even thinking about these things because me having thought about certain things has come up in the most random of times when it's been very useful. So, that's where I sit there. No, that's a, that's a good point. I, I think the networking point is a good point. I and it it also kind of relates to, um, I we were having even in the mini MBA, I believe it was kind of the value of having knowledge in different disciplines in terms of your strategy and how you're gonna 
build your brand. So there is that value. Um, I, I would I would agree in, in that sense. Um, I, I would I would probably kind of say that things that have very specific undefinable opinions is what I'm kind of like thinking about specifically. Um, obviously, there, there's also the argument to be made that there is information that is isn't worth learning. Um, like, for example, do you know who is the uh, eighth, uh, eighth black um, French fry cooker at McDonald's? Right. It's like that's, that's that a, so specific. I, I'm just trying to think of something. I was going to say like eighth president, but that's something people probably know. But like the point is, is that I have no clue. Sene- Seneca talks about this in his book, too, that I really like uh, on the shortness of life. I read that so many times. He talks about how the Romans started doing this as well. And he started complaining that even the Romans started to uh, memorize what year did XYZ happen or which king did XYZ thing. Uh, and it really didn't make any difference to know that information. But people he called him a boar, <laughs> a boar as a boring, um, not a animal. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I totally get that. And I think I think that's where you have to find whatever the line is. And I think it's different for every person based on interests and based on how good you are at different things, right? Where those things are. I know people who know the most specific things about design patterns and computer science, right? I'm trying to actively move away from that. I really am not interested. I got into writing code for, you know, the money, money. basically. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. frankly what it is. I, I'm not afraid to tell people that at all. I've told, told me people they're like, wait, r- really? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I did um, because I wanted a good job out of college, right? Like that's that was my goal. Um, but but point being, I just think I, I agree that you it's not good to know very specific trivia unless your job is going on trivia shows, right? Like oddly specific, very unapplicable like knowledge is not good. And it's a waste for you to really think about and a waste for you to, you know, uh, I think I, th- I think you're right there, but you just have to find out where that line is. Because if that line's too far, then you're going to be somewhat of a social outcast. You're going to try to converse with people about various things, and you're not going to be able to do that because they are talking about maybe some more surface level things. If you have a broad understanding, right? Like talking about, uh, you know, especially older guys about football. That sounds like such a boring, lame thing, but some older guys have businesses worth billions of dollars and they still like talking about football and that can be a positive introduction. And maybe if you start by, hey, I want to pitch you this, they're like, I don't, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the current game that's on. I might not know a lot, but I used to be interested in football as a kid. I have some intro knowledge. I can, I have, I know what the 32 teams in the NFL names are. Like I can have a base level conversation that can get me well, more well connected with someone. You can call this manipulation if you want, but like it's being able to know at least a base level and converse at that level can really help you put, put you in a positive. Obviously that's just one random example, right? But having a very light breadth of knowledge, you know, being deep in some areas and then having a very thin line, everywhere if that makes sense i think can be very useful but if you are at medium breadth in like medium to low breadth in a bunch of places that don't make sense right i think the more you invest in those the 
the worse it gets because you're just you're not going to be able to have that depth in the areas that are important to you. So you have to figure out what that balance is and where that line is of your investment of time. But and, and that's very difficult because there's, you know, so many things to know about and so many things to think about. But I do think, on the other hand, that it can come in useful. So I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good one. The the argument of networking. Yeah, that's that is a good one. That's something I need to think about. That that is a really good response, though. I never I never heard that one though. But I, I feel like the line is a lot further than we think, than, than we appreciate about to what degree that you kind of have to know this stuff. Um, but again, my, my, my perspective primarily kind of targets opinions, specifically, I guess, even political stuff, but also just opinions on general stuff, like what people are doing. Is this right or wrong? You know, is there aliens? Um, you know, is the world flat? I mean, that's a terrible example, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't oh, wait, just... That's a fact. We know that the world's flat, right? You guys, right? Um, wait, are you uh, are you a a, a world globe? Uh, what do they call them? A, a, glo- a globist or something? A, a circleist? I don't know. They have a, they have a term for a people. Globist. <laughs> the moon. They have a secret base in the moon. You believe in the moon? That's one of my favorite comebacks. Oh, you just like take it a step further. I, I think the problem is right with a lot of these things is like with politics is a famous example, right? Where it's very hard, especially nowadays with technology, the line is blurred between, and it's going to be more and more between some facts and some opinions, right? Because you got a whole group of people listening to these people and they list this set of evidences and facts that back them up. And the same set of facts on this side of the fence are listed, you know, with some different facts, but some the same, but it's like, like it's mentioned in a, another direction and that, and then both these people think they have facts and they might neither of them have actual facts, but those are opinions on both sides, but they're framed as facts, right? It's not just in politics. So that's the problem is that, you know, you could have a bunch of different stats memorized, but the interpretation of those stats, well, it should be factual and it should be scientific. It should be real, but it isn't always and like that's where there's a whole lot more nuance between having knowledge on a topic and having opinions on a topic and a lot of that overlaps so it's it's a very deep problem and i think you know i think we both have points right i think we shouldn't spend too much time on useless things and i think you should spend important time on things that are broadly important to people but where where to snip off the ends of those who knows just gotta do the best you can yeah good point i appreciate this i appreciate that the feedback it's definitely a principle i want to live by but like you make good points that i need to rethink about what that specific criteria or restriction really is but yeah oh i didn't notice the time but we are over time we should probably wrap this up here do we want to oh do my gosh it? leon could you stop talking you're wasting our time so much <laughs> okay, let's, let's go around it's share. always me who goes on i need to just shut up when it hits five o'clock <laughs> it's all good it's all good uh, i i actually was thinking during this are we missing someone where's craig uh oh no i didn't bring in craig actually uh, because I fixed the audio adjustment, so there's like no point. Oh, 
oh, people tuning in for the first time are like, oh yeah, they just hate Craig, I guess. You <laughs> too, Craig. <laughs> Craig's the bot. <laughs> yeah, the recording bot. Um, but yeah, let's let's end this off. Let's give our accountabilities um, for for the week that we'll check in with each other to start the next week. I'm gonna write these down moving forward so I don't always forget them every time we come together again. But I know oh I know Fierce <laughs> is probably gonna delete that TikTok, right? And yeah, I, I think I already it. did, did I? Oh, it's like it's like uh, Bilbo in the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, he like nearly leaves with the ring again. Uh, he's like, I deleted it, right? <laughs> it's not deleted. It's still here. Oh no! Here, here. Let me see it. Is it gonna be like there yeah. it is? I'm yeah. gonna click remove app. Oh. Delete app. Oh my god! He actually deleted it. It's gone. Oh my god! <laughs> Can't believe you use the Reddit app. Reddit app is the worst app to use. Check Reddit. Uh, I don't. I dude. I I check Reddit. <laughs> like maybe once a week for like one minute i don't even know actually why do i have the reddit app because i used to check it a lot years back but i don't really anymore because i deleted my account um because i wouldn't let myself i was like if i don't have my account then i won't you know i'll try to hit uh you know upvote and i can't and so yeah no i haven't checked it in forever i have no way i have it okay um Sorry. So, what was your commitment for the week? Is it just going to be TikTok? <laughs> to delete TikTok. There we go. That's a quick one. No. Um, just get back on the horse of actually, like, I I lost in terms of like the time tracking. I basically lost like everything. I was back to just default me and like to actually get back on that. Actually, get working on the video. Organize my time. Track my time. I think it's just because it's overwhelming because I have tons of items in there that are for like months in advance. And, you know, those stuff just keep creeping up. It's like, oh, I don't have time for that. I've kind of got this next week and month, you know, filled up. I have to push those back. So really, to use this phrase again, getting back on the horse, actually tracking my time, like actually making the video, um, because what I'm moving on to this month, um, all like this next month was um, eating better, not just like cutting the little things I already did, but like significantly eating better i even talked to some friends in real life about this separate to the channel they don't even know the channel exists but um yeah so that's that was my goal for this coming month so i really just have to kind of get actually on the time management and get it into habit mode quick because i've got other stuff i need to work on this month also for my health because i've been having on and off stomach aches for nearly a year now and i have to assume it's my terrible diet and i'm really sick of it <laughs> and uh it's been getting worse, which is not good. So I have I need to change my diet soon, otherwise I'm gonna like die or need to go to the doctor or something like that. Which, you know, I'd prefer not to. So yeah, yeah, no, I, my diet's so bad. I I'm probably gonna become overweight pretty much pretty soon. I'm assuming. I used to be 140, and I'm I'm six feet tall. I used to be 140. I'm like 170 now. In like three months. Is a completely different ball game. So that's that's ten pounds a month. Keep keep that up. You're gonna be breaking records in like ten years. <laughs> well, it, it's a lot from one forty, and it's like exponentially increasing because I'm eating more and more food. So it's not working out for me. But my commitment is definitely going to be. So I again with my friend, I'm gonna put a bunch of hours on my calendar probably get around 45 maybe 50 hours scheduled up and just 
spent that time and work and come back and say, okay, I did it. I did what I was supposed to do. Leon? Um, okay, I need to, I'm actually gonna do this probably right now if dinner's not good. Um, I need to reach out to the people that I've started consulting with to schedule a second, maybe a third appointment for both of them. Um, because that we're, we're not done yet. Um, and I need more recordings. I, I've got one person. Um, I'll send her a message after this as well. See if we can get another interview done. I'd like to get two, but I just had people like... Yeah, things fell through. Okay, I'm always happy to come on for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> that episode was fun. I enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, that was, that it could have gone a lot longer, though. Should have made a four-hour podcast. <laughs> we, we I, I enjoyed mine. I'll come on again too. That would be. That you fun. should have both of us on together. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, we uh, just talk about a bunch of bunch of stuff. User and I would just be like calmly disagreeing with each other for like three hours. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I like this. This is like very helps clear up ideas and make things make more sense, and you get that pushback. That's what I. I, and I was talking to Leon about this too. Like, I really, really appreciate pushback. And every podcast that I've been on, I've not once gotten a pushback, which has always been a little bit disappointing, especially because I mentioned it. I mentioned it literally to... Actually, I'm not going to name names here but because I forgot this was recorded. But there are people that have reached, mentioned this to you right before the podcast. And then during it, it was like, everyone agreed. And I was like, if you disagree, just push back so I can get that... So we can kind of have that discussion and that perspective. But I don't want to go on too long, already very long, so... I think that's it, and we can call it a day. Cool, cool. Sounds good.